the grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Welcome, Americans, to this first edition of a Kingdom Patriot Midweek News Review. This likely won't be a regular update from us, but there are so many items in the news that I'm afraid we would not be able to cover all of it on the next podcast. Or if we did, it would take up so much time that there would be nothing left available to actually discuss the topic at hand. So I thought I'd reach out to you today in case you have not been following the news. Michael Sussman has been cleared of lying to the FBI, but that's all I'm going to say on the subject today, as we will cover that in more detail on our next podcast. By the way, we just found out that 19,000 late and invalid ballots were counted in Arizona in the 2020 election, a report finds. Maybe there is something to Dinesh D'Souza's documentary, 2,000 Mules. In other political news, Georgia, I'm calling you out. You cannot elect, you cannot allow Stacey Abrams to be your governor. She is aligned with a foundation. In fact, I think was even running the foundation at one point. And some of their key tenets are tied to this defund the police movement. How in the world can you elect what is in effect the chief law enforcement executive in a state where that said politician has declared war on the police and openly is trying to, at best, defund the police and, at worst, abolish them altogether. Now to the world stage. Did you know that Russia threatened this week to wipe out the east and west coasts of the United States with four nuclear missiles? Or at least they're claiming that they have the capability to do that. All this while OPEC is considering excluding Russia from the entire oil conversation. And then today, the Biden administration announced even tougher sanctions against individuals in Russia. Americans love sensationalism, and we love our news. And with all the other vitriol and issues in our country, I believe our line of sight to this situation in Ukraine has at best become very blurred. Do not forget about this conflict. The temperature is continuing to rise, and I don't see an off-ramp with this kind of rhetoric. In state news, Texas recently passed legislation that would make it illegal for social media companies to censor the voices of various groups. Of course, the social media companies filed suit, and the Supreme Court put a stay on that law while it makes its way through the court, so there'll be more to come on that. Okay, some of the big news this week has been all the rancor regarding the Second Amendment. The left has reached a fever pitch. If I hear the word assault rifle one more time, I think I'm going to pull my hair out. So what we're going to do is just a quick bit of education before we dive into this rancor, to this vitriol surrounding the Second Amendment. So first comments are on the AR-15. AR stands for assault rifle, Model 15, correct? Wrong. It stands for Armalite, as in the Armalite Company and Eugene Stoner that designed this Model 15 back in the 50s. It was basically designed as a civilian version of a military weapon. So let's check a couple of differences. There's not a lot, but let's, let's understand them. The M16 is the military's, I would say, their, their base assault rifle, their military rifle. And it was based on the, RF, uh, the AR-15. But the primary difference is an AR-15 is a semi-automatic weapon, meaning that for every bullet fired, there is a corresponding trigger pull. 30 rounds, 30 trigger pulls. With an M16 that's fully automatic, that's one trigger pull that rapidly fires 30 rounds. 
How fast is the difference? Well, according to one manufacturer, the AR-15 has a maximum effective rate of 45 rounds per minute. An M16, the true military weapon on fully automatic, can fire 700 rounds plus per minute. Now, can you see the difference there? 45 bullets per minute versus 700? This is really annoying. It's very frustrating. It's stupid and ridiculous. But it's essential in the conversation, that, and that is this, that to the untrained eye, these weapons look identical. So it's just been so easy to say assault rifle, when in fact AR does not stand for assault rifle, it stands for Armalite. However, a semi-automatic is not something that's just for the AR-15, and this is really important. My deer rifle caliber, which is a 6.5 Creedmoor, actually can be bought in a semi-automatic version instead of a bolt action um, with Savage Firearms, and you can get a 10-round clip with it. The semi-automatic is a staple of many American rifles. It is my contention that the primary issue with the AR-15 is that it can easily be labeled as an assault rifle, even though it isn't, and because it looks like one. And so it absolutely fits the narrative. So the left and Biden are not stopping there. Now it's on to handguns. I heard. I can't believe how much I heard about 9mm weapons this week, as Biden openly suggested that maybe 9mm ammunition needed to be banned. Folks, we have to keep a real close eye on this, because the ATF has had some jurisdiction in this area in the past and what they could not do in controlling guns through legislation often they've put different restrictions on ammunition that rendered your weapon useless so i think that's something we really need to pay attention to um another thing that happened this week it's sort of in corresponding to the uvalde tragedy is that canada announced or should i say justin trudeau announced sweeping gun restrictions now, a lot of people claim we should be just like Canada, but did you know that Canada does not have the individual right to bear arms in their constitution like we in the United States do? So I'm going to quote for this particular article. It will be illegal to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada, the prime minister said. Canada already has a plan to ban 1,500 types of military-style firearms and offer a mandatory buyback program that will begin at the end of the year. It already expanded background checks. Trudeau has long had plans to enact tougher gun laws, but the introduction of the new measure comes after mass shootings in Uvalde, Texas, and Buffalo, New York. Bill Blair, the Minister, minister of Emergency Preparedness, said Canada is very different from the United States. In Canada, gun ownership is a privilege, not a right, Blair said. This is a principle that differentiates ourselves from many other countries in the world, notably our colleagues and friends to the South. In Canada, guns are only intended to be used for hunting and sport purposes. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I don't want to live in Canada. And before I get to other military news, I have two quick stories. One is that California just produced a report on black reparations. And it sounds like that this report is recommending that payments and reparations to slaves or relative, obviously not slaves, but relative to slaves be made. So there's going to be more to come on this. It's an astonishing step, quite frankly. And also the Biden administration is set to forgive $5.8 billion in student debt. Now, one caveat, and remember, we report the truth here, even if it doesn't support our narrative. We want the truth to be told. So in this case, I know a lot are going to jump on this and say how fair it is. But I do want to say this only applies to the for-profit Corinthian college chain that defrauded thousands of students with empty promises, falsehoods of credit transferability, and actually falsifying data. So th that organization is now defunct. So in this case, I do see a place where the government could step in, although I truly believe it should really be through the legislative process and not executive action. Okay, now to our final story of the day, and that is the United States Marine Corps goes full woke. Quote, 
We remain committed to fostering an environment free from discrimination and defend the values of treating all equally with dignity and respect. It added, using the hashtags Pride Month and USMC, the statement is accompanied by an image of a Marine helmet adorned with six bullets, each with a different color, compromising a rainbow. Okay, here's my thoughts. Our military should not be entering this kind of fray. This conversation around culture doesn't belong in our military. Our military has one job, protect and defend the United States, not to defend the values of equity, diversion, and inclusion. Their job is to protect and defend the United States and to exterminate any threat with extreme prejudice. I don't want a woke military. I want a deadly military that every other nation on the earth fears. I believe Reagan once said, no country lost a war because their military was too strong. Does this culture commitment from the Marine Corps now make us stronger? Does it make us appear stronger to our enemy? Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have for this midweek review in the news. But as you can see, there is so much to talk about. We had to find a way to, to be informative without sacrificing the time allotted for next week's podcast topic, which is regarding the Michael Sussman acquittal. Hey, Sean Griffin here with the Kingdom Patriot Group and co-host of The Grid with Chris Kuhlman. Here at the Kingdom Patriot Group, we have a vision to restore America to her foundational principles. To help you do your part to restore the country, is there a particular topic we could cover that you would find helpful? If so, email us at admin at kingdompatriot.us. That's admin at kingdompatriot.us. We'd love to hear from you today. Again, thanks for joining us. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot. Mm-hmm.